G'day, welcome to the Sydney Review Show for the mailbag. The good racing is back and so are the good judges and it was outstanding to have him back on the previous show for us last week. Mark Sheehan just rolled straight off the holiday and knocked one straight over the covers for uh, a decent collect there with Skylab in the last. Mark, welcome to the review. Uh, g'day, Pete, um, and to Mark and also Rob. Yeah, an interesting day's racing at uh, Ramwick on Saturday. Bit of rain throughout the day inside. Definitely off. Um, maybe a few bubbles burst. Uh, maybe a few, um, you know, about to get a little bit fitter as the carnival goes on, particularly from the Hawks stable, which... Uh, had a couple parade a bit on the nose. Okay, very good. We'll, uh, we'll dissect that in just a moment. Mark Roden, was there a highlight on the card for yourself? Um, Betting-wise, it was getting all-time legend beaten. Yep. Um, there were Racing-wise, there were a few horses, and Skylab uh, was one of them that really stamped themselves as uh, having gone to a new level, and perhaps with more to come. So, um, yeah, going to be a bit to come out of this, I think. Okay, and Rob Scurry just back with the good horses and all of a sudden oh, just finding some, some, some very nice results there in the yard as well. Uh, Rob, just off the bat, was there one that you really thought took your eye more than any other? Well, um, the profiteer, I think I said to Mark on the day, this, this just looks like capitalists. I just, just was walking towards it and I was like, I bet, you know, I looked at it and I said, just, just, just my inner person my inner voice said that's a capitalist cult that's a capitalist horse and it was and just looks exactly like him um and, and Peltzer you know he could could have mixed could have put a few people off the way he paraded but you know Jack Dickens has got me looking for this one 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 thing that he was doing that that made me um think yeah no nah, he's he, he's all right he's, he's gonna go well here okay well let's start off with some of the two-year-olds in race one over the thousand meters uh Tillian I think that's how we're pronouncing that, uh, was the, the victor of what was an even tempo for the class. The overall figure on the punning form data, however, is actually stronger than the race that Profiteer won, which is very interesting. Mark Roden, I'll just start with yourself. Is that the way that your figures have it as well? Uh, well, yes. I mean, you sort of have to, but I think we'll get to Profiteer later. The Probably the most impressive thing about him was... Uh, I mean, like sectionally, he's been pretty poor weight, clearly the slowest last 200 of the day of any of the winners. Um, but he was able to, you know, put the acid on his rivals, destroy them and win by a big margin. So that shows that he has the capability to, to cope with a high pressure uh, race like the Golden Slipper. But um, yeah, just on the raw numbers of what he did on Saturday, it wasn't as impressive as we first thought. Um, these have gone really well. Um, I backed testimonial and I thought uh, it was in a bit of traffic, but ones that saw clear air. Um, I thought, thought we were in business, but the winner who was uh, one in front of it just left it. A very impressive performance by the winner. Figures quite good, as we've touched on. Um, we'll just mention this, the Gary Nixon horse. It, it, it ran okay in the very high-rating stay-inside race a couple of weeks back at, at about 200 to 1 again. And it's gone in 200s again on Saturday and closed off really well for fourth. Mm. Um, looking for 1,200. Probably want to see a jockey change on it if you're going to put your hard-earned on it. But... Um, yeah, two really good runs at about 200 run from it now. Yeah, it's, a, it's certainly an interesting race to dissect purely on a data point of view. Mark Sheehan, what are you doing with these two-year-olds? Um, well, I think I think the race fitness was the, the edge here. We had a couple of first starters. Uh, NASDAQ, Dubai, looked a very squibby type in the yard. Uh, conglomerate prated well, but he did a few things wrong in the trial, and he, he did that on race day as well. I think Testimonial still had a lot of improvement. 
Um, I think uh, she's probably not going to get to the top level, uh, judging by that run, but uh, there is still a bit of room to move with her. Okay. And Rob, just based on type, obviously you're pretty taken with the way Profiteer walked around, but did any of these two-year-olds necessarily take your eye? Yeah, I, I sent uh, Conglomerate as a bet, um, but yeah, just the map got, it was, was never going to work out there. And um, so yeah, that, that was the play and I had small savers on the, the 12 and the 13. So luckily just sort of a break square race for me. Um, look, as Mark said, NASDAQ Dubai, that looked really tuned up. It was, it was almost a t today or never, as I saved for us mm. sub subscribers. Like, you know, I can't see where the improvement is this time in for that horse. Um, but maybe back in grade, it could get away with one, but, um, it, it the figures adjusted for first use of the track, you know, it hadn't really rained yet. Um, is, is, is that possibly a trap? Yeah, well, they got the best of the track, didn't they? Um, the rain sort of started after that. So, yeah, they probably had an edge in that uh, respect. Um, Retriever wasn't a bad run here. He did pull up lame, four or five lame, missed the start and then came up on the rail in the worst ground. And, and I think Rob will concur that he... Still looked like he had a bit of improvement as well. So if he can overcome his uh, issues with uh, some lameness there, uh, he might be one to follow. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll touch on race three, which was obviously the written beauty race. It was only a small field, a very slow tempo in terms of what they did on the punting form data to the for the class, 6.3 length slow to the 600, uh, but was still good enough in the end. Rob, how did written beauty parade on presumption? Uh, best type, but pretty sweaty, pretty toey. Um, got a lot of improvement in it. Just got away with one here. I, I went with Zanaya. I thought that looked very forward. Um, but yeah, I got that one wrong. You know, Space Boy jumps might have really given the, the favourite a race. Um, I guess she didn't have any favours in the run. Uh, written Beauty, she just got the job done. But definitely a good type. One of the better, one of the better types. Um, you know, of, of mares I've seen for a while. Certainly sprinting mares. Mark Sheen, is that how you saw the race unfold? Yeah, she looked a lot worse than the last time I'd seen her at Canterbury when she won. She was uh, very much on the toe in the yard, sweated up. Had been hosed as well, I think, but um, uh, she was definitely on the toe and, uh, and certainly had improvement to come. Okay. And Mark Roden, the figure overall is pretty strong for this race in terms of the overall <laughs> on the day. Uh, it's about one length off what the, the best figure was. Yeah, um, it at the time, I thought she hadn't been overly impressive, despite the wide trip and the um, and her getting hot and all, all that kind of thing. Those little negatives, I thought she'd won sort of despite that, and it wasn't overly overly impressive. But her late sectionals have been really good, and I think she showed that day she won at Mooney Valley um, Fox Plate weekend. Uh, she's going to be at her best when she can sit off a, a fast tempo, I think, and and dash home. Um, she's got a good platform. She she might be top class. I, I don't know. I mean, she hasn't proven that yet, but she's certainly, uh, she's likely raced and got a platform for sure. Yep, absolutely. Uh, race five was the Millennium, the 1100 metre two-year-old race. And Profiteer, as we talked about, was far too strong off that fast tempo, which it's set. He's gone 2.9 lengths fast to the 600. So a pretty genuine tempo and the rest of them just clearly were in a different league. Although I did hear Darren Flindell, I'm pretty sure I heard this. I was sitting at Caulfield, so I might have misheard, but did he call this horse a superstar in the straight? I mean, it might've been going off just a little bit early, Darren, but anyway, uh, Rob, you've talked about Profiteer, looks like capitalist. Did any of these other horses look remotely like capitalist? 
<laughs> no, no. Um, but, you know, the capitalist was just like a, a medium-sized professional two-year-old. I'm not saying it's like the best two-year-old I've ever seen or anything, but, but it just, just looked like a carbon copy or a clone. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I didn't mind the six. Look, they all looked trained, you know, pretty much set for the race. Like, all these horses kind of paraded really well, most of them quite professionally. I'll say Ashima paraded much better than she did the other week. Um, but, yeah, look no best pet race for me um i'm not sure you know these sales races can be um you know tricky going forward um profiteer maybe it will be overhyped you know darren's not helping there with 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 that but you know it was impressive i thought you know it raced a little bit keen as well in the lead um obviously it that that's cost us a a bit late with the with the knocking up a little bit late but um yeah it's beaten a Sales, it's one in the sales restricted race, so let's not get too carried away. But you know, it looks like Ethar's got something to something to race. Mark Shan, are you giving any of these other horses behind Profiteer a chance going forward? Uh, n- not for not for big races. No, they are um, a lot of these will end up in the midweeks. Ashima was second favourite here, and she'll be lucky to win a midweek race. Um, she's a dead set nine hundred, a thousand metre horse, so it was second favourite. So. It just shows you the depth of the of the race. I think they're just just an average bunch behind the winner. Sure thing. And Mark Roden, as we touched on the overall figure for Profiteer, it's just looking at his first ever run. That was about two lengths stronger. So he's obviously got some level of improvement to come. Yeah, he's got something. He hasn't been the way they rode him on Saturday. Well, watching the race, I'd I'd expected just had spec bets around him because of the price. Obviously didn't pay off, but um, watching the race, I thought at halfway home, I thought this is going to carve up. This has gone way too hard, and for him to absorb that pressure, admittedly he's racing the blind. We've established that, but he's got something. He's got something to. to he hasn't been ridden efficiently on Saturday to, to return his best figure. Put it that way. Look, the advantage for him is he's got speed, and around Rose Hill, that yep. that will be a big advantage for him. But whether yep. something can just sit off him and run a stronger 1,200 metres is the the thing you got to bet against him on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's the best two-year-old we've seen. I'm not tipping him for the slipper or anything, but I would, to give him his best chance of winning the slipper, you'd want to see him ridden a little more conservatively than that, I would say. be very interesting to see what the market does with him next start. Obviously, a lot will depend on who he meets, but, uh, yeah, can't wait to see what, uh, what the market does with him next start. Uh, race six on the card was the Eskimo Prince over 1,200, the Group 3 set weights with penalties for the three-year-olds, and Peltzer as Rob alluded to, uh, has done some good things, off a slow tempo. Um, overall figure, barely broke benchmark, so it's a little bit iffy, but I guess he's just had to do what he's required to do there. Rob, Peltzer was the standout from your point of view here in this yard? Just the fact that he, he, he seems to have put on weight and condition. I was expecting a bit more from North Pacific. Um, it doesn't look like it's grown from spring to autumn. Uh, so that that had me wanting to bet in the race. Yes, he he got he got very sweaty in the yard, Peltzer, but but that's a trait that he's always sort of had. Um, I, I you know, and that he became a bet when um, the, the bit of softness I think helps. But I can't I can't see. Um, I think he's I think he's the best three year old in in Australia. There it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just a randwick horse, but I think he's got a heap of improvement. Um, and you know the world's his oyster this time in. Uh, the face paraded much better uh, than it did the start before, so um, you know I, I kind of level stake the two. Um, 
And yeah, I'm not sure what to do with North Pacific. I I, I think um, you know he'll be coming off a very low SP, so he'll be short again wherever he goes. But I can't see I can't see him getting past Pelzer. 1,400, 1,600, not for me. Mark Sheen, how are you going to be following this race as a form line going forward? Yeah, well, it was such a slowly run race in Peltzer with the scratching and Vanelli ended up getting the, the soft run. Um, the face has had a few runs and, you know, he's only a lightly framed horse. Only um, uh, got left in front there and got run down. But Peltzer did a good job. Uh, North Pacific probably ran up to his trials, looked very dour and and raced uh, something in the same ilk on, on Saturday. I'm not sure what to make of him. Wasn't glowing in the coat like he was last time in, so maybe got some improvement. But uh, just the way he trialled and the way he raced on Saturday, I don't think he'd be touching him until at least he got to a mile and showed a bit more dash. I think that's fair enough. Uh, Mark Roden, there's a couple of nice splits here, especially from Prague. But, uh, I mean, the race overall, mm. just looking from it from a sectional and data point of view, there's... Probably not too much to come out of uh, some of the beaten brigade. No, uh, nothing special on time. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, thanks to Rob. I mean, the only thing I was going to do in the race was back North Pacific. If I got a big tick from Rob from the yard, and he was uh, anything but uh, positive about him, <laughs> so I just stayed out of the race and I saved my money. I was very pleased to do that. But um, he's. I'm finished with him until I see any evidence to suggest he's come back. He, he just may not have trained on. Um, Mark said the trials were nothing special, and um, I mean he he was unsuited. He was back in a, in a walk here, but Prague was back with him and gave him pneumonia at the top of the straight. So yeah, he's not to be backed until we um, see a reason to. And yeah, not not much to come out of the race. Pelts will be better at fourteen hundred, perhaps um, you know getting control of a race. But uh, yeah, not. I, I don't have a huge opinion of the face, so that sort of colours my judgment of this race a bit. I suppose I'm not overly excited. Race seven on the card was the English sprint over 1,200 for the three-year-olds. They've gone fast for the class here, about three and a half lengths fast to the 600 courtesy of Malkovich. Old Kirk's obviously settled a little bit further back than the eventual winner rocketing by and also prime star. But it must be pointed out that this is the best figure that Old Kirk has run on first up for a preparation. Rob, how did Old Kirk look first of all? And then you had the winner in rocketing by and prime star. How did those leading fancies look in the yard? Well, I, I, again, I, I couldn't have Old Kirk here as as a two dollar. It looked like a six dollar shot to me. From well, not even that. It, 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 the only reason I put it in the numbers is because um, you know, I thought people would want to know what what I thought of it. Um, it looked a bit sweaty. Um, looked like it hadn't grown much to me. Um, and yeah, I just wasn't overly taken with it. Um, I, I just recalled, you know, I lost. Fair bit of units of money on the um, rocketing by race the start before when I was on the um, second horse rule of the world or whatever it's called and um, he just prayed a lot better to me uh, than he did that day so um, uh, I just thought um, you know with, with a good speed guaranteed it, it you know it could only improve off its last run uh, so that became yeah that became a bet Prime Star looked looked really well um, a little bit fat like I recall it, backing him at Rose Hill first up last time he took my more that day um, so you know I, I was as happy to let him go around but yeah I just, just thought there was a bit of a hole in the market here so I I, I um, saved on my old girlfriend Dame Giselle she yep. she looked much better to my eye than um, the, the old, old Kirk so you know that was that was the one in the market that I could see winning but I thought. The ride on it was a bit confusing. Um, 
yeah, but yeah, it, it, it was good. It was good. Kieran did me a favour for a change, and um, you know, I think I even put it in the text, like, oh god, Kieran's on. You know, that's a troll, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran on this after after he getting done by the other horse, but um, yeah, it got to a huge price, and you know, finally, um, you know, found a long price winner. So that was great. Yeah, bloody good work by yourself, uh, Mark Sheen. Rocketing buyers improved every start this prep, obviously unbeaten, but has gone and improved, say, about 10 lengths first up to second up and then eight lengths again second up to third up. Uh, what did you make of this horse going into the race? No, well, Rob was right. He did parade a lot better and it was a good find uh, from Rob there. I suppose in hindsight you look back now and the pace of this race may not have suited the horses that were first up. The fact that it was such a strongly run race mm. and they've run such fast time has actually suited a horse that uh, had a bit of residual fitness on its side and as it's turned out, I wasn't on the winner, but, um, you know, that's that's the only way I can approach the race and say that these other horses are, have got a lot of improvement. Ole Kirk was unbackable on looks. Just couldn't possibly get near it. Then you had to find the winner, but um, I think Ole Kirk has still run really well. He's got a lot of improvement, and I wouldn't be sacking him off that defeat. Okay. Mark Roden, that's certainly the way that it looks, just looking at the data here. Yeah, uh, Ole Kirk's done enough. Um, you know, I was very critical of North Pacific in the previous race. I, I won't be having anything to do with him until further notice. But Ollie Kirk, yeah, he, he did enough. I'm a bit concerned to hear Rob say he hasn't, maybe hasn't grown and developed um, from uh, spring to autumn. But just on form and figures, what we saw on Saturday, I think he's come back certainly well enough. Yeah, this win is one of the horses on the program. You touched on it, the amount he's improved on raw figures. But the, the thing about him is that both at Nara and... Um, last start, his, his closing sections were really good and visually looked impressive with his turn of foot. I didn't give him a chance on Saturday because I thought, well, he's done that, you know, having a really soft time of it early. He's clearly got a turn of foot, but he, um, he was unleashing it after doing no work in the, the first half of the race on both those occasions. But um, while he might have had comparative advantages over the first uppers on Saturday, he's now shown that he can stay in touch in a fast pace and still unleash that uh, turn of foot, which makes him a force to be reckoned with in anything they put him in. Yeah. The only knock on him going forward is going to be that Kay McAvoy is going to be riding him in races worth less than $1 million, which is an, an absolute no in my book. So um, that's, that's going to be the black mark against him. Yeah. Look, I'm out there. I'm not out there with a ruler when I'm looking at these horses from spring to autumn and seeing how much they're growing. It's, 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 just, it's just a recollection. I could be wrong, but, yeah, to, to my Ole Kirk and um, North Pacific haven't grown. So, yeah, it's... it's you know, as I said, but, but you couldn't say physically they're going backwards either. They they've they've paraded how they apart from North Pacific not glowing in the cape. Excuse me, I think Ole Kirk sort of held his own um, compared to last preparation, and it's not like going from two to three. There's still no, three year olds. Yeah, yeah still, but what about Peltzer? Is he? I know he's always been a big boy, but now he seems like a, a really big boy. Yeah, he's a, he looks he, nice. He person, looks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he, you know, he wouldn't be out of place in a wait for age race. Tomorrow, won't, won't, you know, you know, he gets sweaty and stuff, but you know, <coughs> maybe he won't deeper into the prep. I just think he's the one with even more improvement, and he's got a racing pattern too. Okay, that's all good information there. Let's go touch on race eight because it was the best figure of the day recorded by the winner in Shared Ambition, as well as Mount Popper, must be said. Uh, they've come off an even tempo here for the class, and uh, Mark Roden, you pretty much picked this race apart very nicely. Uh, you were happy to 
give all-time legend a miss, um, who was setting the tempo and got the result there uh, either way. Yeah, back first and second. I might have been a bit lucky. I, I certainly didn't have um, S. Price making the uh, most of his trip to town on a Saturday and uh, driving all-time legend mad like he did, uh, which has certainly played into the hands of first and second a lot more than all-time legend. But, yeah, as I said on Thursday, I was um, although all-time legend was obviously very unlucky last start, he was meeting a much stronger field here, so I was happy to play around him. Um and yes, it panned out very nicely for first and second uh, all-time legend. I thought he fought on pretty well, actually, considering the um, the hell of a time that Sikandrabad gave him. Um, but uh, one of Mount Popper and Shared Ambition was going to win it um, from a fair way out. Yes. Uh, Rob, on the previous show, we were very keen to see how Mount Popper in particular paraded. How did he parade to your eye? Paraded very proudly. He's sharp. He's kind of like trotted a net around neck arch got pretty hot um but he looked forward enough to my eyes so look you know th- there's enough to say maybe you know some yard watchers would have said big no but to me he looked like a happy horse who wanted a race so i couldn't completely dismiss him um I- i've you know i've, I've backed the pulled the wrong rein with this waller horse again um order again is it no not, not the other one um the Lord similar Man. silks um i thought he- he'd improved and couldn't miss a hole um and the winner, you know, it's never been a horse of, of, of mine. It's always been a bit bit sort of over-hyped, I've thought. Um, but he's come back really well. Um, you know, he looked short a run. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think it'll be, be a good race, you know, good race going forward. I'm very keen to see how Mount Popper parades next time. But, yeah, he was. I'm interested to hear what Mark Sheen thought as well and, and how he judges a horse like that. It gets a bit sweaty and toey, but, you know, positives and negatives. How do you, how do you read that? I got. To, I laid it. Um, I didn't like the look of it at all. I've got to say, um, and he really surprised me looking at him because I didn't see him in the yard when he won at Randwick last time. But I was expecting a more imposing type. He's a very lightly framed type, and I'm not sure how much work you can put into a horse like this to get. I thought he'd be going for a, like a Sydney Cup, something like that. Just not sure how much work a, a lightly framed type like that could cop. So at this stage, he still might be, you know, six months away from where I thought he would be. Um, he ran well, cruised up to win. Shared ambition. There was a good tip around for this, saying that they're training, training him more like a mile or 2,000-metre horse now, and he was pretty sharp. So, And there was a bit of money in the yard to say that he'd won well. And I think against that, uh, we were saying that the price of all-time legend was, was way too short, even though he looked like he would get a soft lead, which he didn't. Um, but... Uh, a race that I'm happy that Shared Ambition put his head down. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll just point out Shared Ambition has recorded some pretty big figures previously, more over that 2,000 metre plus range, as you alluded to there, Mark Shen, but that's clearly the best first up figure he's produced so far in his career. Well, I think that one day there in the JRA uh, played yep. at Randwick, he came from last and it was a phenomenal run. I think everyone had him down as a Melbourne Cup winner yeah. you know, this time last year. But uh, he just turned out to be a little bit down when he got up to that, uh, you know, just didn't have enough dash to, to meet the top stairs. So he might be better around that 2,000 metre mark. OK. We'll have a look at the last as well, the benchmark 78 over the mile, because Mark Sheehan, you didn't quite get the $11, then it had shortened in by the previous show uh, by the time we recorded it. But on the day, it was 460 out to an SP of about, what, $8, $9 or so. And... 
Uh, it was a pretty decent uh, performance in the end. Um, just run us through the your thoughts going into the race there, Mark. Yeah, you obviously had Skylab on top. Just run us through why you had that horse in your favour. Oh, well, I've been watching this horse. I, I saw his couple of runs at Scone early on, and every run, I was on him one day at Gosford there. He went round in the creek all the way. He was dead set 20 wide and got beat a lip around Gosford. And uh, No, he's just been a horse that I've been on his back, and... Um, I wasn't too happy in the run here. He was back near the inside in an awkward spot, and he looks to have come through in the zone where no other winners come. He's run a good final section. Admittedly, Blazer Trail didn't have a great deal of luck here, and he's only bashed up uh, Zing and some covered spirit, but uh, this horse will eat up 2,200 metres, so I can only see upside. Admittedly, he only had 52, but he's a three-year-old on the improve. Yep. Uh, Rob, run us through how Skylab and Blazer Trail paraded. Oh, I was on the Blazer Trail first up. Uh, he looked a bit heavy that day. He looked a bit heavy again. But, um, you know, it, it, maybe his coat didn't look as good. But, you know, he got, he got a judge out. And it was different times of the day when I saw him. A cloudy day versus, you know, a bright sunny day at 2 o'clock. Whereas, it's, you know, it was nearly 6 o'clock by the time this race was run. So um, it's, it's hard to get a read on that. But you know, he's still got plenty of improvement in him. Um, I, I certainly, you know, he might be overbet. You know, unlucky horses are often overbet. But... I did see Skylab. Um, he, he's, he's a sort of a, a wiry type of stayer. He prayed to relax and well and had him in the numbers. So I'm just a bit dirtier. I mean, I, 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 you know, I didn't have something on him. Um, but really pleased that, that Mark, you know, Mark got a good tip on a Friday. You know, $11 will win. Well done. <laughs> I, think, I think the rain played against Brazier Trail a little bit. I think uh, even though he's won on dead ground at Hawkesbury, I think he's much better on top of the ground. As Rob said, he's a very heavy horse. And the fact that he was going from 13 to 16 in a fortnight as well, plus that uh, bit of cut out of the track, he didn't have much luck in the straight. But um, I think uh, with that run under his belt at the mile and on drier ground, he'll certainly improve. Mark Roden, if I was looking at this race in isolation, given that they've run off an even tempo, I would say Skylab would be better suited going up in trip next start, and the rest of them I couldn't have if they went up in journey. Uh, is that how you would have a look at it? Uh, we thought about it, but yes. Uh, well, Skylab's certainly going to appreciate a longer trip. I was very impressed with this course on Saturday. Yep. Um, uh, come through in the worst ground like that, really attack the line. Um, and another thing, I think he'll be better on dry ground. He's by um, Real Impact. None of them are wet trackers, not one. Um, it, it, Real Impact by Deepak Impact himself. All those Japanese staying types are meant to be bone dry trackers. He, he might be an exception, but um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he improved again on a dry track up in distance. Um, very promising horse, this one. Yep. Um, personally glad I bailed out of the race. I was tipping Blazer Trail on uh, Friday. But gate one by race nine was no for me. And even though uh, Jay McDonald was very aware of that and tried to get off, he ended up in a, a, a personal battle with Kay McAvoy on Blondo for about 200 metres, which cost him any chance. I don't know if he was going to win, but um, certainly cost him his chance. So we'll forgive him uh, and perhaps back on a drive track. But um, yes, Skylab certainly. I mean, no one would have missed him, um, but I, I, I'll certainly be following him wherever he turns up next. We'll leave the conversation regarding deep impact, real impact and Japanese horses on wet versus dry with Rob Scurry for another day. That's probably a two and a half hour conversation, I would imagine. But uh, we'll leave you with a few horses to follow. Uh, Rob, I'll start with yourself. Who are you going to be following next start out of the yard? Uh, look, 
I'll probably give give one more one more chance to to the thing in race one, the number two. Um, I failed failed to mention that. Um, if if it's drawn better, I, you know, I like a two year old, um, beaten a fair way. But I think it's got some speed. Um, I don't know, mate. Look, every every week there'll be there'll be um, something new from now on. You know, I just yeah. just judge them, see as, as they come, and you know, look for those things like rocketing by. You know, the horses that parade well. Very interested to see how Mount Popper, you know, parades next time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's enough. And obviously, you gave a decent enough push to Peltzer, but that two-year-old was conglomerate. Uh, Mark Sheehan, horse to follow from yourself. Yeah, well, I'll go with the two dailies out of the first uh, testimonial and retrieval. I think uh, looking at them in the yard, they've still had a bit up their sleeve. So I'm not saying that they're going to win uh, any lead-ups to the Golden Slipper, but um, they might pick up a race uh, in the near future. And apart from that, well, Ole Kirk, uh, obviously a very good run considering how he looks up. Uh, that's the way I'd go from Saturday. And Mark Roden, a couple of horses to follow, or one or two for yourself? Yeah, just as I've touched on, very impressed with the winds of Skylab rocketing by. Uh, also April Rain earlier sort yep. of overcame, uh, uh, probably the, the tempo was against her, but she overcame it again. I think she'll be at her best in a strong pace with a nice trail. Um, and out of the um, shared ambition race, Dane Curry, who I thought was a 100 to 1 chance in, mm. you know, that class of race, she's closed off really well. Don't, I mean, she... I don't, know. I don't know where they go with it, but she's uh, she's racing. All right, very April good. April Rain, another one declared by uh, Mark Sheen on the That's Friday. Right, yeah, we'll win. He said we didn't even do the race. He just had to stick that one in as well. well she's <laughs> in the stable. She's been in the stable, so <laughs> she's in the same stable as um, all-time legend for me. Back to first start of Canterbury, never never since. Actually, the, the worry with her Saturday was that she was staying at a distance around that 1250, 1300 meter mark, and it nearly. Um, upset her. I, I, she was probably looking for fourteen or sixteen hundred on Saturday, and she still managed to win. So, yeah, um, she's a very good mare. Got a good motor. Yeah. I, la- I laid her at the six hundred, just making that spit out of. Well, in run, it didn't look great. Yeah. Well, people taking two forty, you know. What can yeah. you do? Um, and she's still got improvement to come. She's 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 not fully wound up, you know. Perfect waller, you know. So good amount of condition on her. Excellent. That's uh, good intel there from you, Rob. Uh, week ahead, we've got Hawkesbury Tuesday, Warwick Farm Wednesday, Canterbury Friday, Gosford and Royal Randwick on Saturday. Mark Roden, that's a pretty busy old week. Yep, full dance card. Um, first of the uh, three in a row at Canterbury Friday nights, and then they're done. And I'll be very pleased about that. All right. Uh, Rob, we'll just see you at Randwick this week, or are you going to make the trip yeah, mate. to... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, going, I'm not going to Canterbury again. It hasn't been working out. So I'll, I'll just, just go to Randwick and, and look forward to it. It's one of my favourite days at Polo Stakes. I think we've got the first of the Princess Series races, so the three-year-old fillies, and, um, you know, there'll be a lot, whole, whole bunch of black-type group races and first up. It's just my go. I was just going to say, Mark Sheen, this is the uh, pretty decent time of year, isn't it, if you enjoy punting and racing? Well, it is a lot of work to do, but hopefully we'll find a winner along the way. All right, beauty. Uh, We'll catch up later in the week to preview the weekend. Until then, enjoy the week, fellas, and enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you very much. See you later.